Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Here we are, separated. I miss you, Shanna. I'm telling you, it's been crazy. <laughs> Mandy, were we not just talking about like a few weeks ago how we needed to slow down? We did, and we were going to do our podcast on just that, and we never got to it. So now it's kind of been inflicted on people. It's not so much a choice anymore. People are being forced to slow down. Yeah, the corona. At first, I was making jokes about the damn thing, saying that I didn't drink corona. Yeah, and I was making jokes, too, about how um, I didn't fight for my life and get sober to die of some virus named after a beer. I heard that Corona was offering money for to have the name changed from coronavirus to Bud Light. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> at the beginning of all this, they said that, you know, us incredibly intelligent humans were actually thinking that you could get it from drinking Corona, so their sales actually dropped. I would, I would feel so bad if it was called, like, Shanavirus. I mean, think about it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know, all jokes aside, I will say that laughter helps keep your vibration up. Um, I find that in my life, it helps me to deal with challenges. It's always kind of helped me to see the lighter side of things, and it's really helped me and my family through this quarantine. Uh, we've, you know, found ourselves doing a lot of silly things. And if you go on social media right now, there's a lot of jokes that are pretty funny. Like I saw the one you posted the other day, Shanna, about how it said, um, to my children's school, I'm going to need my 50 boxes of Kleenex, 10 boxes of Clorox wipes, and hand sanitizers back from you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cracking up. It's been a challenge to keep these kids that are are stuck at home, stuck inside, can't go anywhere. It's been a challenge to keep them entertained. They're going crazy. They're very bored. We've played lots of games. We've watched movies. We've done art. We've done crafts. We've, mm-hmm. you know, gone We outside. did a makeup roulette. Uh, we did, you know, binge-watched a series. We've reorganized almost every drawer in our house. I know a lot of people are going to come out with a really organized, clean house. I, I hear a lot of people doing projects that they've been putting off forever. I know I personally have had to force myself to start with a morning meditation because I've been kind of waking up in these funks, and I'm like, okay, I have to do it. So we've been doing family meditations because part of me has just been kind of in a funk where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just not even motivated to do that. So I've really had to put into practice a lot of the things we've talked about throughout our podcast to make sure and create the oxytocin in my brain and to make sure that I stay healthy and happy. Right. So we just did a podcast, um, I think it was like last month, we did a podcast on ox- well, on love, but it really turned into like an oxytocin podcast because we were so amazed by this crazy hormone that we 
naturally create that we need within our bodies, and a lot of it had to do with social interaction. And, you know, you had talked about in that podcast about the, the rat. They gave a bunch of amoxetocin, and then one they didn't, and he went over into the corner all by himself. And so that reminded me that those people that are out there that are alone right now, like we need connection. We need the oxytocin. We need human connection to create oxytocin. But there are other ways. I highly recommend to our listeners to go back and listen to that podcast. Even though it's on love, it's about how to create the good chemicals in your brain and bring awareness to it and make sure that you're getting that right now. And we list ways that you can do it besides just human contact. Yeah, and we, we didn't do our podcast for the past two weeks because Mandy had been moving. Wait, hold on, my dog's barking. Mandy had been moving, and then, honestly, we both kind of got sick and not knowing if it was corona because, you know, it seems like most of the symptoms of any sickness really fall under coronavirus. You know, we just decided not to get together just in case. We didn't want to infect our family. Actually, I worked up until last week and I'm a massage therapist so that was a concern there's no way to social distance when I'm rubbing someone's body so I am glad that they took responsibility in shutting down because I was not just worried for myself but that I would be you know spreading it if I did have it I didn't want to contribute to that so even though Hand in Stone the company that I work for even though we're not working on clients we are still selling gift cards and we're selling them at a at a discounted rate and all those proceeds are going to go back to the massage therapists, the estheticians and the staff. So if you're interested in helping, please mm-hmm. go to our website and or our Facebook um, Hand in Stone Southlands and you'll be able to find out information how to get a massage at a discounted rate, a gift card. You know, Shanna and I we started our business uh, not but six months ago, and we have a mobile boutique where we sell a lot of instruments, things that help raise your vibe, uh, resources, healing stones. And unfortunately, right now, we can't go out and about, but we do have these gift cards. And if you're interested, you can um, inbox us, and it's going to help us just keep our insurance on our truck and be able to stabilize us. Uh, we don't have a lot of bills. Our bills are about $800 a month. But it would just really be greatly appreciated. And then when we're up and open again, you can come and use it. And it'll just kind of help us to keep it going and keep our insurance on our truck and our merchandise and everything safe um, and insured and, you know, help with our expenses. Um, So anyway, that's just an option. You can inbox us on Facebook or I'm going to probably throw something out there later on today and I can mail you the card. I can just send you a credit, but that would be appreciated. Shanna, I know that you were really worried about, you know, going out and infecting people. And I think that that's something that a lot of people are scared. It's like, we have to go out, we have to get groceries. um, We have to still go out once in a while and, and it feels selfish almost because you know you could be chanting uh, getting someone else sick. There's a lot of fear right now. And part of that is due to how contagious COVID-19 is. You know, droplets can land in 
the mouths, noses, and eyes of people who are just nearby or possibly be inhaled into the lungs just within close proximity. And so, I mean, and I've even heard that it can live up to like three hours in the air. But, I mean, there's nothing open anyways. I mean, you can go yeah. to the grocery store, I think, right now, but the hours are limited. I think they're now closing at 8 p.m. I had a sense of guilt almost when I went. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I shouldn't even be doing this, or I shouldn't even be running into Walgreens. And, you know, at first, I think there was a lot of conspiracy theories about this. There's a lot of older people that are like, this is nothing. We grew up with so many diseases. But times have changed. And um, when fucking Las Vegas closes, shit's real. <laughs> yeah, you know, I heard this horrible story yesterday. It was on Sanjay Gupta's Corona Factor Fiction podcast. It was a story about this this couple, and they have three kids, and one is a newborn, and the husband works in the ER. Well, they have like a an apartment kind of that they had made in their garage, like a separate, like, um, living space. And he has been living in there in isolation from his family because he doesn't want to infect them. So he hasn't even been able to hold his baby and doesn't even know how long it's going to be because working in the ER, he knows that the chance that he might get coronavirus and he is isolated from his family right now until this goes away. And they don't know how long it's going to be, of course, And but he doesn't want to chance it. And so, Talk about a huge sacrifice. Yes, I felt so sad for these people. But she, the mother, his wife was being interviewed, and she was just saying she would see people at bars and hanging out together, and it just made her so upset because she realized the more that we do stuff like that, the more it's going to spread and that the longer she'll have to be away from her husband and the longer he will have to be away from his children. That is just one of many stories. I mean, I know within my own family, when Kurt was having some uh, low-grade fever and some symptoms last week, we basically had to stay away from him, and it's a lot harder than you realize. Like, he was down in the basement, and we were all upstairs, and can't even imagine for him it's hard it's lonely it's making a lot of people go within and a lot of people are not comfortable with that you know we can also be our own worst enemy so we're really having to put our positive thinking into effect and really having to utilize a lot of those tools we've talked about in the past where we need to stay in um, an attitude of gratitude and really push any negative thinking out of the way and really take this time to get comfortable within our own selves and get to know ourselves. There's a lot of people that aren't comfortable within their own skin and it's it's going to be a challenge for them. And, you know, I've really had to make sure that even though I, as I talked about before, laughter um, is kind of a mask I wear sometimes. I've also had to uh, take our own advice that we've talked about in the past and really sit with my feelings with all of this because it, I have had fear. I've also had a little bit of paranoia with my own health and being high risk. With asthma, I've had feelings of, of a little bit of a depression where I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, here we go again. 
I had to sit with these feelings and write them down, journal them, and really have had to take all the advice we've talked about, Shanna. Have you found that you've been having to do that as well? Well, I mean, honestly, I have been pretty set. And most of the past three days, like, I don't even know what I've been doing. (laughs) And, you know, I've been going in and out of sickness. So, like, I wake up very sick or I woke up in the middle of the night very sick. And then I have spouts where I feel good. And during those times, I'm trying to entertain my kids because they're looking at me like, good, yay, you're you're back up. So, you know, entertain me because I'm freaking bored and play Minecraft with me and color with me. And I told my kids, I'm going to do meditation at this time. So if anyone in the family wants to join me, I'm going to do it. And then we're going to do yoga at this time because I feel like my body's going to hurt if I don't move. I'm so used to moving yes. and going. Yes. But if I just sit here... I, I feel like I'm gonna, my body is going to start aching and being in pain just from not moving. Yep. Not. I had joint pain too, so bad. And yes. then fresh I, air. I mean, not only did I go outside when I could, of course, here in Colorado, it snowed for two days, but opening even the windows and getting some fresh air into your house mm-hmm. because I, I, I needed the sun. I needed the air. I mean, and we're only, yeah. what, on day like five? I mean, I just, it's going to be hard. You know, I was talking to a friend who works at Children's Hospital, and she said it dawned on her the other day. She was talking with a mom who has a very sick child, and she said, you know, I know this is hard for everyone else, but we quarantine all the time with our child. This is our life all the time, is, you know, high risk at getting sick. My friend Gina said she sat there and was like, wow, like we never stopped to think about that this is actually some people's normal all the time. Talk yeah. about like putting things into perspective. We have been so busy in our lives that when something slows us down, it's like, oh, thank God. And maybe it's not the universe is forcing us to slow down. We are such a busy world. Our society just goes, 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 goes. No one's able able to be present and bring awareness to their thoughts because they're always thinking about what they're going to do next. When we were talking about all the crazy things that we've done, like, oh, my God, Kensley reminded me that one time, Mandy, do you know that when she was in preschool, I brought her to school and I go and I drop her off. And, of course, I'm in a hurry because then i got to bring Ethan somewhere and and then I have to get ready to go to work, and so I'm worried about what I'm going to do next, and I'm tired. But I go back to the truck, and I realize, oh, shoot, I don't have my keys. So I'm like, uh-oh, did I lock my purse in the truck, and it's not in there. So I'm retracking my steps back to her preschool. And do you know I hung up my purse with her backpack? <laughs> in, the, in her school? Yes. Oh, my God. Here's my big-ass purse lined up with all the little kids' backpacks. Oh, Lord. And I can only imagine what you had in there. Just kidding. Well, yeah. So, I mean, like, seriously, we need to, we needed to slow down. It was very interesting. Like always, you and I get led to our topics. And a couple weeks ago before the coronavirus hit, 
I had sent you a video that I saw on Oprah, and I don't know how I even stumbled across it, but I did. I think I was researching extraterrestrials, and somehow, I swear to God, I got led to Oprah. (laughs) And it was about this poor woman who was brave enough to go on her show and, you know, share her story of how she left her daughter in the car uh, she was just in a super big hurry. Um, her pattern was off. Her husband usually took her daughter to school, and she had to that day, and she left her poor child in the car all day. And when she went out to leave, she worked as a school as a principal. Her daughter was dead. And she talked about how um, it had forced her to realize that she was living this crazy fast-paced, erratic life, not being mindful at all. And I think that there's not one single person out there that is not guilty of that and it could happen to any of us i mean i've i've driven miles without strapping my baby in the car seat because i was just not being mindful i mean so many accidents happen because we're not being present and now ironically we are being forced to sit and learn to be mindful and so as horrible as this this seems this quarantine that would be the biggest blessing in all of it, I think, is that each one of us can learn to just be. Yeah, I, the thing is, is that there's so much uncertainty of what's going to be tomorrow and a week from now that the only thing that we can focus on is getting through the day. And really, if we had that kind of mind frame every day, we would be more present yep. in our lives. A lot of us right now want to worry. We want to go, oh, my God, what if we can't pay our bills? There's a lot of people that are out of work. There's a lot of people that are leaving behind everything they've ever known and worked for. There's people in the healthcare field right now that are worried they're going to get sick. There's so much worry right now. You know, God is just saying, be present. Don't worry. Worry, as we said before, is negative prayer. I, you know, this is when everyone's faith is going to be tested. And right now, Shanna, I've had to do that so many times throughout the day and just say, okay, I can't worry about that. I can't worry about this. I can't worry about Connor's baseball. I can't worry about our bills. Right now, bring myself back. All I can do is be present in this very moment. Yeah, and, you know, people are so driven by fear and worry so much about the future that you could really make yourself sick. Because you are actually going to lower your immune system and be more likely to to get this virus if you are running around with fear. Yeah. You know, I've faced fear many times, and I happened to stumble across an old writing that I did about when I um, had woken up out of ICU and had been intubated and in a coma and I was so scared to go outside because I didn't know what had caused my asthma attack. It was something in the air, something in my house, something in my vents in my home, if it was something I ate. And I remember thinking, this is no way to live. I cannot live in fear because if I do, I'm going to miss the blessing in all of this. And that's kind of how I'm having to reprogram my thoughts right now. Like there is a blessing in this. I truly believe as hard as it is that, that our world is being forced to awaken. And I always joke about this, but I think that God had to get real dramatic with us because we were not headed in a good direction. We were, there was a lot of hate, a lot of separation a lot of politics that were turning people into being really uh, uncompassionate and 
not having empathy and separating us and it was getting ugly and then just it just our world and earth itself has been hurting more than it's been thriving so I, I have to choose to think that we are we are being forced into an awakening and that this is going to end up being positive and that if I stay in fear I'm not going to be able to see that blessing there's a lot of positive things that have happened since everybody's been locked up in their homes the pollution has gone down Mm -hmm. the earth um some of the animals are coming back out the water is becoming clearer the air there's you know there's just less waste the reefs um, in the ocean are rebuilding themselves we can choose to look at all the negative or the positive for a positive for me is i've spent more time reading with sloan than i have in a long time we've done a lot of puzzles a lot of baking with my teenager we've done a lot of just more authentic conversation within our home uh last night we did hair and makeup and my husband joined (laughs) because he's stuck with all of us women um i think men and i'm not just categorizing them but they don't have the sports to distract them all day they're not on tv there's no sports which i know is very traumatic for men and women but it's forcing men to reach outside of that box and get more involved. Like Kurt wanted to play Jen Remy tonight. So, I mean, it's forcing that human connection that we've been missing. You know, I've tried to keep myself busy doing different projects and tasks that I put off. Like today, hopefully I'm going to get to my closet. And, you know, maybe the next few days I'll do my daughter's closet and just, you know, take an opportunity to do spring cleaning now that it is spring. Yeah. You know, I've noticed also that knowing I can't just escape and be like, screw you, when me and my husband get into a little minor tiff and just go get in my car and storm off and go do something, I have found that I'm being more compassionate, more patient, because I know we're going to be in the house together for two weeks. So I need to not react. And I need to just sit with it. And then I need to have compassion, because instead of making this small thing blow up, um, I'm not. I'm, I know that we need to work on it in that moment so that it doesn't continue on for the next five days. Does that make sense? And I think it's probably also important to kind of make yourself your own space and also allowing your family to have their own space too. Because oh, for it's sure. going to be a challenge to be in each other's bubbles all day for all these weeks. Yeah. For introverts, it's probably not quite as hard, but I have some friends that are extreme extroverts, and I I can just see them, like, through their social media, they're literally freaking out. And then there's people that are literally going stir-crazy, like my father. He's a huge, you know, athlete. He has to get outside. He has to run, which, well, here in Colorado, on top of snow and being quarantined, you know, you take that away. So it's finding ways to be able to fulfill those habits but you still can go you out and run, though. I mean, weather is, you know, not... Well, yesterday, not like yesterday, the day before, shoot. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I, the governor yesterday was absolutely encouraging everyone to go outside and do something. I mean, yeah, we went on a little hike through Castlewood Canyon. That was very refreshing. I did see on Ellen, freaking, she always cracks me up and lifts my spirits, but on Ellen, she had, there was this guy who, like, poured um, oil on his kitchen floor. And then he was just like jogging on the oil, holding onto his countertop. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah, well, we've but, been playing board games. We've been playing Clue. And then we watched the movie Clue, that old school movie Clue. 
Oh my god, I don't even I didn't even know there was one. Yeah. And then my oldest daughter had made like this jar full of fun things to do and then every day they pick one. Like one day they picked scavenger hunt and yesterday they picked um pretending they were at a movie theater. And she made popcorn for her and Kensley and they, who did they this? Won- Lindsay? Yeah, Lindsay did that for Kensley. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's so freaking cute. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Corona. Corona. I'm definitely taking precautions. I don't know if I have coronavirus. I probably don't. Well, and let's just talk about that. I went through a stage of kind of anger and like, what the hell is really going on? Because, you know, my husband, we thought he possibly had it. And then I thought I had it. And we're being told that if we go to the hospital, they won't even test us. Our friend, Wendy, her family went and they just did a chest x-ray and then sent them home. So they didn't have any tests, none. So there's this shortage. Yeah, it's it's super frustrating because we cannot depend on these numbers. We There's these people that are like, this is getting blown out of proportion. No, if every single one of us got tested right now and there were tests available, I guarantee the numbers would be so much higher. And see, and that's the thing. It's not so much that it's a deadly virus, which is, is deadly if pre-existing issues or if you're older, but the thing is that it spreads so quickly that the thing in a few weeks, like everyone will know someone that has coronavirus. Yeah. It's pretty terrifying. It, I don't know about you, but that, there's days where I've woken up and I'm like, wait, is this real life? Is this real fucking life right now? Is this really happening? Like, our kids are going to be talking about this shit with their grandkids when they get older. Oh, I know. It's so crazy. But, Mandy, I have seen a lot of people who have had it that are in their 40s. In fact, I've seen more stories about people in their 40s than I have about people in above 70. Mm-hmm. In 2007, when the soldiers were coming home, a lot of them were going back and forth. My brother brought home MRSA, which is a staph infection, and it was running rapid through, like, everywhere. But you didn't hear a lot about it. Um, a lot of times doctors were misdiagnosing it as spider bites but whatnot. Um, it took 10 grand and about 10 doctors for us to finally get someone to believe that we knew what we were talking about and that it was MRSA. And the point of the story is that we found out that the carrier was my son who never had an outbreak. He was carrying it in his nose. So along the same lines, they're saying that these younger kids, they have, you know, good immune systems and whatnot, but they could possibly be carrying this as well. That's freaking terrifying. And that's why these millennials and the ones out on the beach in Florida need to get home. And I hate to say this, but if you are bored and you're saying, I need to get out, I need to go do this, I'm going to travel, you're, that's very incredibly selfish. Very selfish. It's not about and by you. by the way, I, I did see a millennial correcting everybody. And millennials are at home with their parents. <laughs> and they're telling their parents not to go outside. I feel like the millennials get blamed for everything. They do. Oh, okay. So who are these young ones out at Spring Breakers? Maybe it's our Generation Y. <laughs> what, generation Y, the fuck you out at the beach? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's our Gen Z. Not why. We can blame them now? Be as a zebra. <laughs> okay, we need to get our generations right. 
Oh, man. Well, I will say I appreciated Jay Shetty's meditation this morning that you sent me, and I, I tuned in and did it live. I think that people right now need to, um, you know, believe in the power of prayer. I know that, you know, firsthand I it helps me, and I believe that there's a lot to be said for a group of people with the same intention, meditating and praying together. So maybe start a prayer chain with you and your friends and family. Stay in touch on FaceTime. That's helped my family at night. We FaceTime a few people. My mom said she's been going through, you know, her her black book. Yes, she still has one and contacting family that she hasn't talked to in a long time and just having conversation. And, you know, those are things that that we can do to stay connected. What about reading? There are some very good books out there was saying that that's what she's been doing. She's been getting off the social media and the news, and she's been diving into energy healers and positive books on health and, you know, and that's, yeah, that's important right now. Well, and now that they have Audible, it's so much easier to get through a book. She suggested The Anatomy of the Spirit by Carolyn Miss. Yep, I have that book. Uh, it's about energetic and emotional connection to illness and healing. And she said that uh, she just loves Carolyn. She's a pioneer and also a medical intuitive. So that would be one I would suggest. That entire um, book is basically about the chakras. If you're interested, uh, you could even inbox Shanna and I on our Facebook page or email us. We would be happy to send you a long-distance Reiki. If that's something that you feel you could benefit from, reach out. I know I'd be willing to do that. Shanna, would you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, even though we can't physically get together, that's the beauty in Reiki is that we can still send Reiki long-distance to you. And And chakras and being aligned right now is more important than ever. What other books would you suggest, Shanna Banana? Seven chakra personality types. Such a fun book. You could figure out what your life chakras are. Eckhart Tolle, um, The Power of Now. The New Earth Awakes. I love that book. That was definitely always my most recommended book. Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian White is a life changer. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, any of Thich Nhat Hanh's books. If you're looking for a good, like, movie to watch, The Shift with Wayne Dyer is amazing. You usually can find it on YouTube for free. It's such a good movie. So good. So, so good. And, you know, at at the beginning, I was kind of like, wow, this is such, like, cheesy acting. But give it a minute because by the end, you're going to be like, this is the best freaking show ever. Another great documentary on Netflix that you can watch is The um, is Heal, the Heal documentary. Heal. Oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. it's so amazing. And then I don't know if you can get a free trial right now with Daya, but it's definitely mm-hmm. worth it. They have so many different documentaries to watch. They even have meditations. And if you do look at that one, they have a really good documentary on Daya that's called The Healing Theory. In that one, Bruce Lipton, he explains epigenetics and how the connection between science and spirituality kind of meet there. Awesome. You know, I would also like to say one of my favorite books is the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. The reason I'm mentioning that right now is 
boredom is a huge trigger for people in recovery. Um, we are used to being able to have connection in recovery, and that's so important, like going to meetings. There are online meetings. Um, yes, yes. But dig into and that also, book. Um, Bill Ranshaw, who we had on our podcast a few podcasts back, or uh, a few episodes back, he just posted, and I posted on our Sons of Soul Facebook, a video on his YouTube. Yeah, he did one on social distancing, addiction, relapse prevention during the coronavirus, and yes. that, that's, that's huge. Uh, you know, a great series that I'd like to throw out there that I thought was really good was The Pharmacist. Yeah, The Pharmacist was awesome. Tar- and on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And then uh, The Goop Lab, like when it's Paltrow, was fun to watch. Yes. You know, right now is also a time that people need to put down boundaries. And when it comes to, you know, making sure if you are going to focus on news and what's happening to keep up with the coronavirus that you do it in increments and don't get obsessed with it all day and that you turn to more positive movies and positive things and that way you don't come consumed with it and just also making sure that right now we stay compassionate and that we reach out for help if we need it and by helping someone it helps you so it's a win-win for everyone you know, maybe taking a moment to think of someone who might possibly be alone and just checking in on them. It's a time for people to quit calling each other idiots and name-calling on social media because some people think this is a scam and some think people think there's a conspiracy. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is it is what it is, and we're all going through it. So yeah. being compassionate, respecting each other, and respecting each other's opinions and fears and not name-calling, and just spreading love right now. There's this collective consciousness that's very affected right now because this is on a universal level. The entire globe is affected by this. That means all of our energy is affected. And we're all putting out there fear and worry. So we need to try to shift as many of us that can, especially light workers and empaths, need to shift towards more positive vibrations. And like Mandy said at the very beginning, raising a vibration in as many ways as we can and shift and maybe stay away from some of the negativity. Gather up those positive vibes and start putting those out. Wow. That right there was, I think, the main thing that was supposed to come out of this podcast. What you just said is so powerful. I actually have chills all over my whole entire body. And thank you for that reminder. You're right. This is on a collective consciousness level that we, we need to remember to tap into our, our Claire's to tap into our energy, everything that we have learned, everything that we have had instilled in us. All of that right now is the time that we need it's a perfect to, opportunity. You know, so many times people say, I don't have time to meditate or I don't have time to, you know, practice mindfulness or sit with myself and have discernment. But you have plenty of time right now to do that. So take this opportunity to get to know yourself, get to know your energy. And like Mandy said, maybe learn more about your, your gifts, connect with them, and shift a little bit inward. 
And, so, you know, this will actually, you know, put a bubble of protection around your body, around your house. You know, focus on protection skills They're on a spiritual yeah. level. And think about, think about this beautiful time we have to teach our children that right now. Yes. We have plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. I joked with Mandy. Um, let's do a podcast when you have time. You know, it's freaking hilarious. You know, we I woke up this morning day. and I was like, okay, you guys, what are we going to do today? They all looked at me and we started laughing. <laughs> yeah, I guess not, Mandy. I haven't been singing so much in the morning. Singing anymore. No. People need to sing and dance right now. That would bring up your vi- your vibration. I loved the idea. Well, no, actually, I didn't love it, but I thought it was funny. People were talking about putting up their Christmas lights and celebrating Christmas because Christmas brings joy and the lights in the neighborhood bring joy. And okay. at first, I was like, that's such a cute idea. And then I was like, no, nah, fuck that. I hate putting up and taking down my Christmas shit. <laughs> Well, and you know what? Easter is just around the corner, so we're going to have to get creative, you know, and, you know, who knows if we'll even be able to get Easter stuff to fill their Easter basket. You could paint some rocks or something. I go outside, I find, like, a beautiful rock, and I'm like, I'm bringing this home, and I'm painting it. But I love what Sherika and her kids did the other day on St. Patty's Day. They They took a penny and put them on little pieces of paper with a four-leaf clover that they made. And they went and just threw them out, like, it's all over the whole city of Parker for people to find. Yeah, I did you know, mm-hmm. I, I made a coronavirus snowman yesterday. I saw that. <laughs> so funny. We made a, a, a snowman with a mask and a swimsuit on. It said Spring Break 2020. Something that I've always heard my whole life is this two shall pass. And we have to remember that it might pass slowly, but there's a lot of opportunity for growth right now within each one of us, within our families, within our communities, within our entire world. Yeah. And maybe I just would would like to wrap up maybe saying a prayer and just maybe a, a quick meditation. If you guys do it, if I can get through it, since I can barely talk because I'm almost out of breath (laughs) with my coronavirus meditation. (laughs) Oh, yeah, just close your eyes for a second and be still. Let's call on the master healer, Jesus, to be present now with all people here on earth, those who need protection and healing during this time due to coronavirus. And just breathing in, healing into your chest, into your lungs. And may everyone around the world feel the power of your healing through the care of our doctors and nurses. And please take away the fear and anxiety and feelings of isolation from people who are receiving treatment or under quarantine. Give them a sense of purpose in pursuing health and protecting others from exposure to the disease. Protect our families and our friends and bring peace to all who love them. And I'd also like to call in Archangel Raphael to assist in healing and protection to those of all ages in all places. 
from mental, physical, and spiritual ailments. And again, just breathing in healing light into your body, into your lungs, allowing that light to heal and restore every cell in your body. Putting that bubble of protection around you, around your family, around your home, around your city, your state, your country, around this earth. We thank you for being with us, and we're glad to be able to connect with you and however far you are. Yeah, thank you for that prayer, Shanna. That was beautiful. Sending you love and light. Everyone, stay safe. We love you. Hopefully, we'll be back next week, and hopefully, Mandy and I will be able to get together. I know. I miss you. I I even miss the smell of you. (laughs) Check in with us on our Facebook or, you know, reach out if you need anything, and we love you all. Thank you. I smell? In a good way. (laughs) Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.